Welcome to the Wealth Radar Podcast, where we scan the landscape and navigate the noise of investing and personal wealth. I am Jason Fowler, and I'm joined again by my brother, Paul. We are certified financial planners from Fowler's Group, and in this episode, we'll be talking wealth protection and why you should treat this seriously. Now, insurance probably not the, the number one topic that uh, we talk about with the family around the dinner table, but um, that's what we're going to talk about today, essentially. Um, look, and I think most people understand the concept of insurance. In reality, we, we pay a premium to an insurer that if a catastrophic event happens, um, then financially we're going to be okay, whether that be house insurance or car insurance or life insurance. Um, so when someone dies. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But what we will discuss today is a little hidden gem of insurance that uh, for a lot of people is unknown about um, that, that, that we see through our business. Um, so we'll have a little bit of chat about that later in the, uh, in the um, episode, so stay tuned. Make sure you listen the whole way. Stay to the end. It's always important. So, Paul... We talked briefly just then about everyone understands, you know, we insure a house, you know, we live in North Queensland because a cyclone might come and blow yep. it away or or, it, or or unfortunately like some people just recently have experienced there's been some tra- tragic floods and hopefully for a lot of those people they had insurance in it. It's all about um, paying a small amount so that if the worst actually happened, we're able to replace major assets. So people, under- as you said, people understand house yep. insurance and car insurance and Everyone's got some life insurance because yep. most people have got a super fund and on the little statement it says, if I die, this is how much comes. Yep. Um, but realistically, if we talk about, say, the life insurance and TPD, why do people have this and should they just go, well, I've got it in my super fund? Should they mm. actually care? Should they start to plan for this just like they do with investments, for example? Yeah, I, th- I think the important thing to, to look at is that the way I look at it, insurance is, insurance is only there really to fill a gap. Um, yeah. If... If you, if you die, for example, the, the way I look at it is if I croak, I fall off the perch. Most people won't have enough cover to clear their debts. That's, that's, that's a simple one. Um, but the other, I guess, way to look at it is if, if say, the main breadwinner of the house falls off the perch, um, all of a sudden that income's gone as well. Um, you may have a wife, kids and, and what have you. What, how do they survive? What do they live on? So it's something to consider to say, hey, yeah, we want to clear debt, but... There's also a gap because if I'm still alive, I want to achieve some investment goals and some financial goals and set my family up to be able to live a good life in the future. My thought is just because I'm dead, I'd still like them to be able to do it. So it's it's getting uh, understanding of what that is and then filling your bucket up, making sure if you die, the money's there. Um, and essentially, as you grow your assets, the, the wealthier you get, the, the need for insurance should reduce because it's just there to to fill a gap, basically. Yeah, so there's that magic bucket principle we talk exactly. about from the planning. Yep. And so, yep. yeah, amazing. We keep things simple sometimes. <laughs> but the difference, as you're saying, with um, planning for retirement in the bucket is we're trying to fill the bucket up as much as we can. And if we do a great job at that, that's awesome. But from an insurance point of view, we look at that same bucket and then it's saying, well, how much is left to go to get it to the brim before I turn that tap on? Yep. And that's where the insurance. And so it's not a set and forget strategy, is it? It's no. something that we do plan. And generally when we're younger and we've got lots of debts and we're really a long way away from being able to fill our bucket unless we've been really lucky, um, we need larger amounts of insurance. But it's also about making sure that we review that over time and then we're not insured for more than we need because it's like anything. Why, why pay for something that... Well, I mean, no one's going to argue if I die, there's a, a check turns up. But No, exactly right. Know, exactly but right. if you don't need 
maybe $2 million anymore, you only need 350000 because generally as we get older, it gets more expensive too, right? Exactly, exactly. But as you said, as we get older, we if we're doing the right things from an investment point of view, then we can reduce it over time. It's as simple as that. Yep. So it's really one of those things we've got to you know, keep planning and keep thinking about. So what's the difference then? Is it, I mean, most people who are listening to this will have a super fund. Yep. You know, most of those people will have a, a line item on there. There's generally insurance, uh, life insurance or death insurance, as some might call it, or total and permanent disability. And a lot of that insurance has been given to us. Like we mm-hmm. got it because we joined the fund or we got it because we joined our employer and they had a special deal. So what's the difference between that and, say, insurance we might do to, to fill our bucket up where it's tailored and personal? Yeah, there, there, there's a couple of things there from an insurance point of view. Um and it really is something that you probably need to get advice on because generally the way I look at it from an insurance point of view, if, if you're given cover and you, you either get it automatically or um, when you apply for cover, you only have to fill out a, a couple of questions, whether you do it over the phone or over the television. I, I, you don't see it as much these days, but it is yeah. there or, or you get given it via your credit card. They give you this, this life insurance. It's like generally those ads the, where, you know, if you're under 45, it's $10 a month yeah, and you yeah. get a million dollars to cover or exactly. whatever, no questions asked. Yeah. Generally, the less questions that are, act, that are asked when you're trying to take out insurance means the more questions you're going to ask at, at claim time. Yeah, and the way right. I look at it is, is I'd rather be asked all the questions up front and know up front where that the insurer at that point in time, if it is time to claim, they're likely to pay it. Yeah. And if you give them all the information up front, there's, there's three things they can, they're going to come back to you and say, you know what, yeah, we accept it. You're a healthy guy. For you, maybe a bit different. You yeah, might okay, get altered terms. Enough. But for me, yeah, you're a healthy guy. You get this cover. Or they'll come back and say, you know what, you've got this little bit of health issue. You've got to pay a bit more of a premium, which is fine. But you know, and you get to make that decision whether you do it or not. Or they'll come back and say, no, we're not taking you on board. And it's that... The one where they say they're not taking you on board, if they're giving it to you up front, you'll be there thinking you've got cover. When it comes to claim time, your depends aren't going to get it. And we've seen that happen. Yeah, and we'll talk a bit later in this episode about some examples with clients about mm. where some of that stuff happens. And I suppose the difference between that is cover that's given on the basis of what they say a pre-existing condition exclusion or actually physically underwritten. And, and the yeah. sort of stuff that we talk to with clients and most advisors will talk to and clients about is what we call guaranteed renewable or guaranteed insurability. So the insurer is accepting the terms as they stand. Mm. And as long as you've told the truth, and it's important to actually disclose everything, as you said, because you're either going to get it, you're going to get it at a loading, or you're not going to get it. And it's better to know that you're not going to get it now if that's the case and not yeah. pay for insurance for 10 years and then find out that it was you know, a waste of time. And that's really an underwriting process. And as you say, it's doing it now or doing it at claim time. And there's lots of other things that are going on at claim time emotionally, socially, and personally yeah, that makes that a very – you don't want that stress, Take that right? stress off the table. Yeah, yeah that's Exactly. So – the other thing with insurance, I mean, there's lots of different types of insurance and I suppose from a planning point of view, we, we really cover for, with our clients the four main, what we call the four main parts of personal insurance. So you want to just talk through those yeah. briefly and what Look, the implications I'll, I'll, of those are? I'll talk about the four. As I said, there's the hidden gem, which yeah, is yeah, the we'll number get four that, that we'll, we'll talk about. But briefly, most people will have, as we spoke about life insurance, obviously if you, if you die, it puts money on the table for your, for your dependents. Um, to either clear debts or continue living. Um, the other it's type, pretty simple, right? It's pretty simple. You're, you're alive. Or you're you're alive. Not. It pays yeah. out. It's simple. Most there's, um, th- yeah, there's not too many uh, policy definition differences between life insurance, <laughs> you're either dead or you're alive. Yeah. Um, total and permanent disability, it's more of a work-related 
type of cover that says, right, our two doctors say you're never going to work again in either your occupation or any occupation that you're suited to. They sign off, you're unlikely to work again, and a lump sum gets paid out. And they're generally um, the two types of covers that we see in superannuation a lot, right? Exactly, exactly. And now, the, total and permanent disability, when I'm, when I'm talking to clients about insurance, life insurance is, is pretty simple. You either, as we said, you're dead and there's a lump sum to, to continue um, the dependence to, kin, to continue living and it's a simple math equation as to how much they need for that. Yep. Total and permanent disability, a little bit different. It's actually, from a financial perspective, it's actually probably better off that you're you fall off the perch, then then stay alive because the medical costs can be extraordinary. Yeah, depending um, on what the condition is, right? Yeah, and you and, don't and know how old you are. Yeah. yeah. So, from a total and permanent disability point of view, quite often you, you generally need at least the same amount of life cover, if if not more. Um, and then you've obviously got income protection as well, which pays a benefit if you're temporarily disabled, and it continues paying you a, a an income basically until you till you can go back to work. So they sort of all tie in together, but a lot of them are through super funds yep. that people have. Um, income protection. I mean, we could open up a can of yeah. worms here, and I think <laughs> we'll, it's probably we'll almost a separate podcast because yeah. the industry's changed dramatically over the, the last couple of years in regards to the the policy definitions, the type of policies you can get. Um, oh look, if someone that's got a policy that they've had for three, four, five years. Yeah, it's before they, they change it around or do anything with it, it really is worthwhile talking to, Partic- to an advisor. Well, you've seen that. Yeah, absolutely. Particularly mm. if it's a contract that you've actually gone through the process we spoke about of actually getting underwritten up front, yep. chances are the current contracts today will not be as good as one that was taken out even three, four, five years ago yep. uh, because of the changes in the industry. And as you said, that's probably a, co- a topic we'll do ourselves. So, I mean, you talked about um, income protection, and total and permanent disability, both of which a doctor says you can't go to work. Yep. Do they work the same? Is it one or the other? Can we get both or how does that yeah, work? Yeah, they, they generally work in, in tandem. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're doing your, I guess, putting together a wealth protection plan, you, you take them both into account. Generally what I'd suggest for people to look at is you use your lump sum type cover, so your total and permanent disability, to at least having enough to, to clear your debts and then maybe providing some money for I don't know, medical expenses, Home modifications, modifications yeah. you know, stuff like that. And your income protection, if your debts and medical expenses are paid for with the TPD, your income protection is just there to so you can continue putting food on the table, basically. So they do work hand in hand. Yeah, yeah and you can potentially get paid both or you can absolutely, get one or the other. Both, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, death insurance and total and permanent lump sums, right? They, they just, their amount of capital that turns up. Whereas income protection is a return of your income on a monthly or a fortnightly or generally a monthly basis for most contracts um, and they fall through. So what's the tax implications of those? Oh, look, generally speaking, life cover is is paid out tax-free. Yep. Um, I won't go too much in in depth where there there are times where it can be taxable, but generally if the the money goes to a spouse or dependent, it's going to go tax-free. Total and permanent disability... um, really depends how it's held. If it's held through a super fund, then there could be tax issues come claim time. If it's held personally, there's no tax issues at all. So depending whether it's in a super fund or outside of a super fund is where you're going to either pay tax or, or not. So that is another consideration where... Because most people do have their cover through super. Yeah, and most people do that because the super fund can pay for it, right? Exactly. But the flip side of that, as we talk to clients about, is... Because the super fund pays for it, you may not. If you're insured for three hundred thousand, you may not you may end not up with three hundred thousand. And exactly if the right. premium's only a couple hundred bucks, it might be better to pay it outside and yep. know you're going to get the three hundred, right? That's exactly right. And what about income cover? 
Or income protection. Income protection. It's a, it's a replacement of income. So it's, it's taxed as income, basically. And generally the premiums are tax deductible to are the tax people deductible. who are working. Yep. Or whoever pays for it, basically, yeah. Yep. Okay, so we talked about those three main ones. Most of people know about that. But one of the covers we, we alluded to in the intro ah, the is the gem. magic, right? The yes. little hidden gem. The one yep. that, you know, it's either called trauma insurance or critical illness, but essentially it's living insurance, right? So we want to talk a bit about that and why people should really consider this and think about it? Well, I, I think well, it's, it's not so old anymore. It's probably been around 30, 40 years. Yeah, probably. I'd, I'd, I'd say now. And basically it's a diagnosis-based cover where if you are diagnosed with a specific illness under the policy, they will pay a, the insurer will pay a lump sum benefit. On diagnosis, right? On the diagnosis. And, and this is the important thing. So it, there's no work-related test. So it doesn't rely on you being able to get out of bed and go to work in the, in the, in the, during the day. The insurer doesn't care about that. You meet the definition, then they pay the benefit. Now, look, most policies have somewhere between 40 or 50 different illnesses. And in reality, if you're dealing with a reputable insurer, they're all quite similar to each other. Um, but in saying that, most claims in the industry, and certainly most claims that we've seen, are all cancer-related, heart attack-related, um, in the industry, stroke-related, but look, from Fowler's perspective, I would say 95% of our claims for trauma insurance over the last 10 years would be cancer-related. Yeah, it's um, terrible. And, and in saying that, it is terrible. It's just, as I think mean, all the listeners Everybody know, knows somebody who either directly related to them or directly related to someone yep. they're very close to that suffered cancer in recent years. It's well, the statistics, I think one in four people wow. are, are going to be diagnosed with, with cancer or a critical illness before they're age 65. That's, that's, that's the, the unbelievable. Numbers. And, then, so, you know, really it became about, the, I mean, the brief history of trauma insurance came out of South Africa. Yeah. Right? And it came because, you know, two people that, um, well, one person that people might be aware of, Christian Barnard, who's the guy who did the first heart transplant in South Australia, South Africa, sorry, um, and his brother, Marius Barnard, went to insurance companies in South Africa and said, medical science is moving so rapidly, we're able to keep people alive that once upon a time would have passed away. And whilst they're very thankful to us for still being around and having to be able to spend more time with their loved ones, they were in a lot of financial difficulty because of the cost of the operation or the inability in some cases, particularly heart-related stuff, to actually go straight back to work. Yep. And so they went to insurance companies and said, it's got to be some, this is a problem, there's got to be some way that we could fix this. And that was really the genesis of that and it's it's built from that over a long period of time. Oh, look, from a, from a pure numbers point of view, the number of claims that we have, yeah, well, that'd be interesting talking group. about real I mean, people, like real, our actual clients. Our actual clients, more than half our claims are all trauma-related in comparison to the other three types of dis, uh, cover yeah. that, we, that we've that we discussed. Um, so, yeah, we, we just put a lot of importance on it because if you're going to claim, you know, there's every chance that's where you're going to claim. And if you're paying for insurance, you'd rather be paying for something that you're likely to get, get something back from. Yeah, Although absolutely. it is there, you know. Yeah. The others are really important and we, we have a lot of – and but obviously from just from our experience and from an industry, it's also um, – insurance is a statistics game, right? Mm. And if you're more likely to claim, generally to buy $1 of trauma insurance is going to be a lot more expensive than buying a dollar of death cover yeah, or a dollar of TPD because they're related. So it's, we generally don't see the same size of sums insured, right, yep. because it's a cost-related thing and – um, but it's really important. But at least having that base and in place, and in you know, you you've got well, the numbers there. You're, you're a you're a punter, Jason. Like, I am. It's like I am. You got five dollars. You got five dollars to have a bet. You put five dollars on a hundred and one shot in the race. Yep. It's unlikely to 
to get up. To get up, but if it does, you're going to get a lot more money in. You put $5 on a $2 chance, the red-hot favourite, you're likely to collect, but you're just not going to collect as much. But yep. that's the... That's the it, it's a that's what insurance is about, mm. right? It's about that, the disaster. So you've got... To, I know we've got... You know, we've been, we've been doing this a while and... Um, and trauma insurance, whilst relatively new, as you say, we, we see a lot of it, but unfortunately it's that's the main claim and then, you know, historically behind that it had been income cover for, for most people. Um, but just want to share some numbers. When it comes to insurance in total of our clients over, say, the last 10 years when yep. we first started keeping stats on this and, you know, we're 50, in, 50 years in July and Dad's first insurance claim was a lot longer than 10 years ago. Um, yep. But what sort of numbers? Real insurance companies pay, right? What 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 has been the benefit for if our clients? Insurance companies pay when you do the work up front, absolutely, to, to take the cover, to answer all those questions that we spoke about early on. Yep, um, they do pay. So we've, I'd say, the last ten years we've probably paid out. This is just Fowler's Group alone, um, about forty million dollars worth of claims to wow. clients. Trauma um, has probably been about eight to ten million. Of that, keep in mind the sum insureds are a lot less than the yeah absolutely than the, than the other As we types, said of, types of cover. So I think it works out about sixty-five, seventy thousand dollars a week in claims that have been paid just out of our office just up for in our North Queensland. Places. It's yep. unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. And and of the trauma claims, as I said, I'd say I said ninety-five, but it'd be ninety ninety-five percent of all claims are cancer-related. Yeah. That, that that we've experienced. And 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 the vast majority, excuse me, of our clients have had trauma claims. Are still oh. with us and still experiencing life, and are absolutely thankful for having had the cover. Oh, well, you don't have to be. It doesn't mean you're terminally ill. Absolutely, and, and that's in important most to cases you're not. That's very important. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that that's probably a good lead-in into here. Just talking about some quick-fire conversations oh, that yeah. we've had with clients, um, and we're not going to mention names. We're just going to generalise. But why it's important not only that clients that we get this cover in place for people, but they actually understand what they get and, and that they talk to your advisor. So yep. the first got, best I've, story I've, is, you know. I've got a couple of great stories actually. So um, the, the, the first one we've got is actually um, I went down and, and saw a mate of mine. This is a number of years ago, not long after I started. You're probably pushing 20 years ago. And I was talking to him and said, mate, we, we need to set up some cover for your family. You've got a couple of young kids. Um, you need to look at this trauma insurance as well. He said, what's that? So I explained what it was all about. And then he goes, oh, has, has my old man got this stuff? And I said, oh, look, he's actually a client of dad's and he's actually one of dad's first clients. He became a client of clients, yeah. dad's in the, in the early 70s. So I said, oh, he's a, he's a client of dad's. There's every chance he probably does. So why is that? And he said, oh, well, he had a heart attack about nine months ago. <laughs> I said, well... <laughs> Well, if he's had a heart attack there's, and he's got the cover, I think there's, there's probably a, a claim. And I said, well, why, why haven't you let us know? And he said, oh, well, he didn't want to say anything because he, he, he knew he had life insurance and he, if he told the insurer that he'd had a heart attack, he thought that it would infect his they premiums. They cancel his cover, right? Yeah, and, and affect the premiums for his life insurance. And I said, well, that's not, not the case. And he said, anyway, he was back to work six weeks later on a tractor anyway, so yeah. it, it was only a small heart attack in his opinion. <laughs> so anyway, we came back, long story short, we put a claim in um, and the insurer paid out over half a million dollars to this bloke that wasn't going to claim 12 months earlier. Yep. So, amazing story. I had another one actually only within the last 12 months, a young fella um, that we're doing a, a bit of planning work for. So we hadn't said he'd already had the insurance cover in place and he had critical another illness or yep. trauma insurance. Actually didn't, he had it, but really didn't know what it was. So it is pretty important to know what you're paying for. Step one. Um, 
But anyway, we were doing some planning and he actually needed to increase his trauma insurance. He said, oh, what's that? I said, you know, pays and diagnosed if he had cancer and all this. He said, oh, well, I had testicular cancer 12 months, just over 12 months ago. Was that, it was about 18 months ago. I said, oh, rightio, did you have this cover then? He said, yeah, I've had this cover for about three years. <laughs> three years. <laughs> and I said, oh, was it bad? He said, yeah, I had an operation and all that. I said, oh, okay, well, let's have a look, put in a claim. Anyway, same story. Five hundred, five hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars later, claim straight in the bin. He couldn't believe it. Yeah, and I think that that's, that's what it's for. I mean, they're good stories. They're great stories. They're right? good and, stories. And we've got lots of stories because cancer doesn't just affect people who are closer to retirement, right? We've got numbers of stories of people, young people, that have made these claims. Well, I'd reckon. I'd reckon the average for us. Be, uh, yeah, I'd, 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 we did it a few years ago, and I think it's probably in the early 40s, 43 yeah. to forty four would yeah, be I think our it's average claim. That's unbelievable. Which is, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Another another good one is um, a lot of things that people say, and then we've talked about why it's important to give the information up front, being sure that you get the cover. But you know, unfortunately, we you know we all know someone who's watched some current affairs show and insurance never never pay, and they're always you know out to get you and get out of contracts. Generally speaking, our experience is that's not the case. And I think there's a couple of great examples we can mm. talk about where people not only – well, they, they knew that something happened, but they just didn't expect that yeah. there was going to be a claim, right? You want to yeah. touch on them? Well, there, there's one I'll touch on. I'll let you touch on the other yeah. one because you, you directly held the other one. But the, the first one I'll touch on, um, we had a client come in again. Yep, we should look at this, this, this trauma insurance. So he did, took, took it out. And within a trauma contract, when you first take out trauma insurance, there is actually a clause that if you claim within the 31st 90 days of taking out a policy, um, cancer and heart attack definitions are basically excluded. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this client took out this. And they do that so you don't see a sunspot on your arm and then go, I'm going to take out trauma insurance and, and then, then go and claim straight away. That's, that's the reason it's in there. Anyway, so we, we sorted some cover out for this client. And he came back in 92 days later. He wow. came back in and said, oh, yeah, we got diagnosed with a melanoma, had it cut out. It was Clark level four. So a pretty bad one. Yeah. Um, and it was 92 days later. And I got really, really nervous because we haven't experienced yeah. this before. We got, oh, you're kidding. The insurer's just going to think this is a, is a bit of a G up, you know. So it actually took me probably three or four days to talk to the insurer to figure out how I'm going to tell this story. In any case, I don't know why I waited that long. We put the claim in, the insurer just went bang, paid it within a week. And that you was know? because that was, there was the experience. Rules. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was also this client had been seeing doctors regularly. He was completely unaware and it wasn't Absolutely. a debate. And it actually, as it turned out, I think it was 91 days or something because he actually had no reason to go and he bumped his arm and went to a doctor because it didn't stop yeah, bumped his arm. On the, that's two exactly days right. after he'd yeah. seen us and got the, the cover had gone into force, which is amazing. And I yep. think the other good one, which is going back a while, you know, we had a, 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 it was a client of dad's. Dad was actually overseas at the time and this client rang up and I'd only just started. Mm. So I was a bit green, not quite sure, knowing exactly who had what and when. And, uh, and he'd put in, he'd been off work and the doctor said he couldn't work for a period of time and I knew he had income cover. And so we put a claim in for income cover. Lodged all the paperwork. Anyway, Dad gets a phone call on his mobile. This is the early days of mobile phones from this particular client. Dad, I don't he know, had a somewhere. big brick. Yeah, yeah. Hanging off. <laughs> yeah, he did have a big brick. That's exactly Nokia. Right. Nokia block. Um, and he was somewhere in the world. And his phone rings in. It's early in, the, early in the morning, wherever Dad. And he answers and goes, oh, you know, whatever. And this guy goes, oh, what's going on? <laughs> Dad says, what do you mean? He <laughs> said, I just got paid for the income cover and another couple hundred thousand dollars end up in my bank account 
Dad goes, well, what are you talking? I don't think he actually knew that the claim had happened because that happened all his way. Yeah. Anyway, so told him what it was, and I think it was a cancer-related claim or whatever. But this because yeah, he had the covers with the same insurance company, they just paid the claim for the trauma insurance on the back of the income cover. Like yeah. they just went, yep, same thing, bang, you got this, whack. And completely happy, like the client just yep. wasn't expecting it. I, I just think as much as and insurers do deserve a caning every now and then, especially when they raise rates when they say they're not going to, and that's a bit of a bugbear for us, so you've got to manage that's that. That's another topic. That's another topic, but... Uh, as we said, when it comes down to paying claims, they do pay them. I've got no doubt about that. I'm yeah. And I think that the other thing, I mean, we've touched on it with a couple of the stories, but, you know, a couple of others I just want to touch on. And the, the big thing for most people is there's people who don't want to claim because they're worried some other cover, like mm. you were talking about at the beginning. But a lot of people go, and, and I've had two in particular, one just recently, uh, where a client rang me up and said, listen, this medical-related conditions come out. It's nothing minor. Doctor said not to worry about it. Right, I'm, I'm going to be okay. It's really, it was a really simple procedure and go. And I went, um, but I'm not sure whether that's going to affect anything. You know, a, bit, a bit like that conversation yep. early. And I said, oh, what was it? And it was, you know, it was a cancer-related thing. And, and I said, I'm pretty sure that's going to be a claim. What do you mean it's going to be a claim? I said, well, this trauma cover that we got, that's why we got this stuff. Anyway, sure enough, we did the application. It was a really, oh, what's all the paperwork going to do? I said, no, no, it's a relatively simple process. We literally get the information from you, you sign a claim, we go to the medical professional, we get an answer, that's stology report. If it meets the condition, it's going to be a claim. Like it's diagnosis, definition. No, 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 surely it won't be a claim. Anyway, so we lodged the paperwork. Four days later, we ring the client and say, yeah, it's a claim, this amount mm. of money. And it's a full claim because they just think, Little little claim. It's a little yep. cancer, so it must only be twenty percent of the benefit. I don't know. It's hundred. Like you either yep. got it or you don't, right? It's, you know. Anyway, the comment that I think is fantastic to share, and I, you know, we're not mentioning names, but I'm sure the client was when they rang back and said, "Yeah, that's, you know, Daniel here had organised all the paperwork and done that." And the client rang me and said, "I just need to tell you what I said to my husband. I said I'm going to ring." Jason and say, I'm glad you bullied me into taking yeah. that cover. <laughs> and he said, No, you didn't take the wrong. I said, No, because I just never ex- understood the importance of that money arriving in mm. a time when, you know, things are serious. Yep. And even though they were going to be okay, they're going to keep working and whatever, it was just the power of that. And that, but that, but that's the importance of advice, isn't it, Jason? And being mm. willing to, to, to tell clients that this is. This is reality. It happens. We see it every day, see? Yeah, and so it's different for us. So then we've got to try and portray it to clients so they understand. I had a, uh, a similar one. This is probably the, the, the saddest one from my perspective because she, she's not around anymore. And all the ones we've spoken about, about are actually, we're going to talk uh, with yeah, yeah. are still alive. So um, I was out at Winton um, and I got this phone call, which I, I don't normally get a phone call from her. Um, this lady rang saying, hey, look, I want to increase my, my trauma insurance, which is quite unusual because clients don't normally ring to say I want more insurance. Which, yeah, yeah so absolutely. That, that was a bit unusual. And she had a fair chunk of cover as well. She, I think she had over a million dollars at that point in time, which from a trauma perspective was a is, a, is, is a fair amount of uh, coverage. So anyway, I said, yeah, yeah, I can increase it. And, and I asked why. And she'd, she'd actually gone and got medicals done and there was some stuff that it just didn't sound right. She'd Yeah, some things hadn't come back that... We're a bit unexpected anyway. We applied for cover and she couldn't get it because um, the blood tests were out of whack. Anyway, the the end result of that is that she did have a, a, a cancer mm-hmm. um, and she rang knowing knowing that. But, yeah. but she wanted more cover because she had four kids, very young kids, and she just wanted to make sure they were going to be okay. Because okay. she was the and major breadwinner. It was a really, really sad yeah. 
conversation to, to talk to her about. She just wanted more cover for for the kids, and we'll, she was just saying, "What can you do? How can we get more cover?" I said, "Oh, look, unfortunately, we can't." But anyway, we organised the claim. Um, it was as I said, it was just over a million dollars. Um, but then I said to her, "Look, there there is a a part of this policy. There is a little ancillary benefit that, and this is a hard conversation to have. They say, look, yep. if in twelve months' time, if you're actually still alive, we can reinstate that whole million dollars." And if you were to pass away, we could pay that out to the kids. Yeah, so and even though you've had cancer... She's had cancer. And you'd never be able to buy cover again yep. because of these... And this is where policy conditions really matter and actually mm. getting advice and making sure you're buying something that's valuable. You had the option to rebuy the life insurance cover that this was attached to. Yep. and With, with no holes with in it. No with holes the, in it. And the same all. premium before yep. she had the claim with no exclusions because she no just paid for No exclusions whatsoever. Um, and the interesting thing, again, Daniel, who you spoke about mm. earlier, who, who organised a lot of our claims and he's an absolute champion at it, um, he spent a lot of time with her. And that, that next 12 months, she got, she got really, really crook yeah. and, and she'd I since remember. passed away. But one of her goals was to see out that 12 months. And you know what she did? Um, and not it was by a long re- way. But not by reasonable. a long way, but it was yeah. really emotional to be able to say, you know what, there's another million dollars and she had that and she put it away for her kids. It was a... Um, yeah, really emotional moment, but it was just the power of, of, of what insurance can do um, for people. And I think that, that, that there's a couple of, you know, that is a really sad story. I remember, you know, it was a every time we have a claim here, it's an emotional time, yeah. right? Just because there's, there's obviously something's been going on in people's lives that's impacted that. But a couple of lessons for me in that, and we've sort of touched on a bunch of these um, in, this, in this podcast, is it's important to get advice. It's important to understand what you have and it's in, and sometimes policy conditions really matter because yep. as Dad has always said to me and, and every client that I've ever spoken to had a claim, no one ever wished they had less. That's exactly right. Yeah, you don't, you haven't had someone to say, no, nah, can I give you back a little bit? Yeah, yeah never. Doesn't we happen. go, you sure? Are you going to give me a claim? But no one ever wished yep. that they had less. And I yep. think the important thing about this about this topic and, and why we wanted to touch on it and you know we did spend a lot of time talking about trauma insurance because I think it's really important because lots of people just don't have it because they yep. just don't know it exists and you can't buy it in super it's one of those companies you just cannot buy in yep. superannuation you have to buy it outside and you have to pay for it and insurance is an awkward and depressing subject but the important thing is if you have people that you love then you need to take time to speak with somebody an advisor somewhere that ensures that you have a plan in place and that's why we call it wealth protection yep. you have a plan in place to produce some capital so that other assets that have been created aren't diluted because something bad happened yep. uh, and it's really important that they're tailored to your needs and that you really know that the cover you have is going to pay when it matters most because we are big believers in lots of ways that if you're going to pay for something you better understand what it is and you better be sure it's going to do the job that it has so I think that's just well, you know, really important yeah, yeah I think that's I think we might have to wrap it up for there today. Probably, just, mate. Uh, We've carried but, on. So um, hopefully we've provided a, um, a, a bit of information to take to take on board. Um, look, as always, everyone, head to our Wealth Radar Facebook page. Let us know your thoughts on today's episode. Uh, feel free to chuck in some topics that you'd like us to, to have a talk about in the future. Don't forget to like the page. That's, in, that's important. Big, big important. Um, but uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah, it's been great to chat. See, See you next, next time. time.
This podcast is for informational purposes only, and the information contained is of a general nature and may not be relevant to your particular circumstances. The circumstances of each investor are different, and you should seek advice from a professional financial advisor who can consider if particular strategies and products are right for you. In all instances where information is based on historical performance, it is important to understand this is not a reliable indicator of future performance. You should not rely on any material on this podcast to make investment decisions and should seek professional advice. Fowler's Group ABN 5710524284 is an authorised representative number 230575 and credit representative number 403265 of FYG Planners Propriety Limited ABN 5509497254 Australian Financial Services and credit licence number 224543.